Hey, if you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show, you're going to love hearing the latest in the world, world of, of food. food. First, if you want a fun distraction during your lunch break to celebrate the Food Network's 30th birthday, they're sharing throwback photos of celebrity chefs like mm. Emerald, Rachel Ray, and Bobby Flay. Second, they took a vote on the food-related gifts nobody wants this Christmas, <laughs> and they include cocoa mixes mm. as seen on TV cookware, Goofy aprons and novelty salt and pepper shakers. I like all four of those. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, in the world of food, do you feel like everyone wants a tip these days? A woman named Vera stopped at a subway in College Park, Georgia for a quick, affordable lunch and accidentally gave them a $7,000 tip. What? She thought she was putting her phone number in for the loyalty program, <laughs> but was accidentally adding to the tip. No. She is still working on disputing the charges with her bank. Wow. Last I checked. Poor <laughs> I went, thing, poor Vera. I, I wonder if Subway could do anything. They said to... no. They said, you're going to have to take that up with your bank. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. So the employees just get to keep it. Uh, I don't. If I don't it went know. Went to they tip, can... right? Wouldn't they? Uh, <laughs> I, that's a great question. I, I hope the money is still refundable. What a nightmare! She totally thought she was putting in her loyalty oh, phone number. Oh, oh man! Which we all do. It's so many different stores. Yeah. That's how we keep Easy track. Mistake you can make. Yeah. Right? Coming up, this will inspire you and your kids to do the right thing, even when no one's looking. This is your guaranteed to put you in a good mood story of the day. Good news! This will inspire you and your kids to do the right thing even when no one is looking. A pilot for Delta named Ben found a kid's book at the Atlanta airport, realizing it belonged to a library in Kansas, and returned it. He sent along a letter that said he's an avid reader and wanted to pay any late fees himself. Wow. He also sent the library some captain's wings to pass out to the kids. How cool is that? Isn't that awesome? He didn't know anyone was going to do a big national news story on him. He was just trying to do something sweet and kind. Something nice, yeah. That that is really cool. I think I may have mentioned this in the run-up to Thanksgiving. That my wife bought a bunch of board games. And I was like, really? Board games? We need board games? I will admit... I was wrong. One of them was a massive oh, hit. Can't wait and, to hear uh, about this. I want to give you a heads up on it. If you you're thinking like that'd be a lot of fun for my family, yeah, you know, come, you know, we got a lot of gatherings coming up, and Christmas is coming up. This might be the thing that brings your family together for a lot of fun. Tell you what it is next. I'm not a game guy. I am not a board game guy. It's just not my thing. I'm not a video game guy. I'd rather just sit around and talk. Mm-hmm. Um, not into games. But I know a lot of you are. And apparently my wife is. She went a little nuts buying like board games and stuff ahead of uh, ahead of the Thanksgiving holiday. Um, she got two games. One was called How Well Do You Know Your Family? Which we didn't play that one. <laughs> that sounds intriguing. Uh, yeah. Um, but the other one she got that was a hit. Everyone loved it. I watched. I didn't play. Um, you didn't play? No, it was called Uzzle, short for puzzle. And it, it's this thing where you have to, you have to, they turn over a card and you have to, with your puzzle pieces, everybody has identical multi, it's like a square and each each side of the square has a different pattern and you have five different squares and it's a race to see who can get the pattern matched the fastest. 
They loved it. They adored it. I was like, no, I hate that panicked feeling. I don't like it. I try to fashion my life to avoid that feeling. I get to stuff not on time, but early because I hate that feeling. I don't. Why would I do that quote for fun? I don't like it. I'll watch you guys experience that feeling, but I don't want it. Did your wife play? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, she played. Everyone loved it but you. She played. Everybody loved it but me, yeah. And you don't know what you're missing because you didn't even give it a chance. No, I know what I'm missing. <laughs> I know what I'm missing. I don't want anything of it. I'm glad they all had a great time. I, I sat and watched them play and made fun of all them <laughs> while they were playing. But if you are a board game family, you're like, man, we just need something to liven this crew mm-hmm. up. Uzzle. I think she, I think she got it on Amazon. It okay. wasn't wasn't that expensive. Oh, thanks for the Pretty, recommendation. Yeah, yeah. So so there you go. Might might be the thing that saves your Christmas gathering. <laughs> if Thanksgiving was a snoozer, maybe that'll give you a <laughs> give you a little lift for Christmas. So this game that my my wife found that all our kids loved, she had a blast playing it with the kids. It was called Uzzle, like short for puzzle, because you're kind of putting a puzzle together. Hmm. Is it almost kind of like a now, it's not memory. It's not like a memory game because you don't it have can to remember. Because I asked them, do you, do you like memorize what shapes are on each side of your squares? Because you have five different cubes uh-huh. and each side of the cube has a different pattern on it. I said, do you wind up memorizing it? And and Kyle, who's a Rubik's Cube fanatic, he's like, oh, I'll, ev- I'll eventually memorize it. Huh. I'll get it down. Fascinating. So. I just looked it up. It's on sale on uh, Amazon right now. Normally 50 bucks. It's on sale for 45 what? $45. You know, well, it was a lot of fun for 50 bucks. So, <laughs> um, But uh, there's another one that, that she got and she returned that I talked about because I, I was teasing her. It, it, the, here was the game. You put red cups out like Dixie, you know, the red Dixie cups. You put those out on the table and you bounced a, a ping pong ball into the cup. And I said, honey, you, you just bought beer pong. <laughs> She's like, no, no, this is different because you put like little prizes in each cup. It'll be like a gift card or a little toy figurine or so there's a different prize uh-huh. in every cup. I said, I got it. The only thing that's different is what's inside the cup. You just bought like $30 beer pong. We could just with a ping pong ball and cups in our pantry right. have done that. But a lady uh, sent me a message over the holiday and she goes, you're making fun of Tracy for getting that game. We got it and our kids loved it. The ping pong game? Yes. Oh, funny. <laughs> And it really, are you going to return it and just create it on your own? Like it's already it's been that returned. Easy to re- already been returned. Yeah, that's all you need is ping pong balls and cups. I looked up that other game. Do you really know your family? Uh huh. Um, did you not play that just because you didn't get to it, or because uh, you were worried it would like cause both political <laughs> problems? Could cause all kinds of problems, right? <laughs> yeah, it, they say it's a fun family game filled with conversation. Mm-hmm. That have, one's way more affordable. It's fifteen ninety nine. I wonder why, because that sounds way more involved than Uzzle is like a a stack of cards and a and what twenty little plastic pieces. Supply and demand. Maybe we we love dogs. You don't have to love dogs to listen to the Kevin and Taylor show, but it helps. And I love this story of this fiery dog named Eddie. Eddie was in the uh, a rescue shelter in Texas, and no one would adopt this dog Aww. because they would go in and like you go. If, I don't know if you guys have ever been to a shelter. We've been to tons of them. All of our dogs are rescue dogs. Um, you go in, and some of the dogs are just they're like begging you, please, 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 take me home, take me home, take me home. Some are shy. Some will sit back in the corner of their. They're not used to their Aww. surroundings. They'll sit back in the corner. But then some of them are just like, hur, hur, and you're like, oh my gosh, <laughs> and that was Eddie. Eddie didn't want, he, he like did not want to go with anybody. 
he was happy just being miserable and in his little pen by himself. And he had been there so long, they decided, all right, let's try something else with Eddie. Maybe we need to highlight the fact that Eddie's difficult. So the post started like this. Eddie is a, and they used the poop emoji. <laughs> that was in the description of him. Um, they said if Eddie could speak, he would likely have a Bronx accent because that's just how tough Eddie is. If you think you're man enough to adopt him, please be our guest. We want Eddie out of here because he's scaring the bigger dogs. Aww. Eddie's is a 17 pound. How do you say Doshound? Doshound. Doshound. He's a little dog. <laughs> and he's scaring the big dogs because he's so ill-tempered. Did it work? Did he get adopted? Yes. That Yay! day, that day, within like hours of the post going live, they had over a hundred inquiries. Wow. Into, into Eddie, the uh, grumpy. I wonder if Eddie has, is going to soften up with unconditional love that he can count on. I hope not. I do. <laughs> I don't want him to lose his personality. It sounds like that's his thing. Like being this grumpy, fiery little dog. It's his thing. But I am, I am thrilled that Eddie found a home. No word on if the uh, furniture has been chewed in his, in his new home or not yet. Okay, if you were to guess what Merriam-Webster chose as the 2023 word of the year, hmm. what would you guess? We're going to talk about that next. So if you were to guess what Merriam-Webster's 2023 word of the year is, what would you guess? I'm going to guess it's Knuff. Knuff? I'm Knuff. Oh, that's good. From the Barbie movie. That is really good. I, what a, a guess, Kev. It's actually, believe it or not, authentic. Hmm. And they said, they're, according to their online dictionary, Merriam-Webster said there's been a huge number of searches for the word for the last couple of years, but huge increase this year yeah. thanks to stories and conversations about artificial intelligence, celebrity culture, identity, social media, fakes. Um, so the word authentic, authentic is, is their the word. word of the year. <laughs> so you know how we learned, learned on the show recently that if you've got a happy secret, it makes you happier. There is a guy that kept the biggest secret ever. And now the secret's out. I can't mm. wait to tell you this story next. You're going to spill the tea. Yes, I am. <laughs> next. Okay. So remember we learned on the show recently that if you keep a happy secret, like, you know, someone's pregnant before they've told anyone else, it actually makes you happier to keep that secret. So uh, imagine this, this is a secret that a guy named Jeffrey kept and uh, picture this. You live in a teeny tiny town in New Hampshire. I can picture it because my, my grandma lived in New Hampshire, grandma Bessie. And you see this guy all around town. He like, he's got threadbare clothes he um, lives in this little mobile home park. His little mobile home is very humble. Okay. He likes to ride around on a lawnmower, just not bothering anyone. And then he passes away and finds out, everyone finds out in this little town in New Hampshire, that Jeffrey was a multi-millionaire. What? He had almost $4 million in savings. No kidding. And he gave it all to the town of Hinsdale to benefit the community 
in areas of education, health, recreation, and culture. Wow. And when you learn more about Jeffrey, I mean, everyone just was like, yeah, that's just that odd dude on the Lives lawnmower. Trailer, with the threadbare. Lawnmower, yeah. he, he had a, a train set. He loved classical music. He loved reading French books. He was very highly intelligent. And he just didn't want to bother anyone. He lo- loved Mozart. And he just secretly, quietly saved all this money. His sister didn't even know. She's 81. Hmm. And she said he would always say, do you need anything? And she thought, why are you asking me? Like, you don't have any. <laughs> right. like, but he was, and I, they think part of it could have been, um, he was dyslexic. And um, his dad was pretty harsh with him hmm. about it. And always praised like his other brother or his accomplishments. So his sister thinks maybe this was kind of his way of like, doing something grand hmm. with his life, even though no one knew until he passed away. I wonder if sis is kind of like, well, four million in the city is great, but uh, I'm flesh and blood here. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about this guy. What a great story. <laughs> How much did he leave to his hometown? $3.8 million. So almost $4 million. He just worked at a grist mill and socked away money and studied investments and it added up. Lived in a trailer. Mm-hmm. And just rode around town on his lawnmower. Mm-hmm. That's what he liked to do. He f- he went from a car to a bike and then a bike to a lawnmower. <laughs> yeah. That is such a compelling story. Yeah. I, I want to know so much more about like. Oh, you should read the whole thing. There's so much about his dad and his family and like his parents were Quakers. And then his dad was really hard on him because he had dyslexia. I mean, it's the you whole thing wonder, is why fascinating. Did, why did somebody who. Obviously, material stuff did did not matter to him. Not at all. Couldn't care less. Yet he accumulated wealth, which most of us associate with the ability to to buy things. Even if it's not buying things, it's Mm -hmm. buying security. Like, that's why you would. why, Why else would you do that? Maybe he was just fascinated by numbers or something. Maybe he liked playing the game. Why would you? I don't understand why. His sister thinks it was it almost kind of like proving himself. Kind of. Yeah. Because dad always admired big brother, little brother, whatever he was and not him because of his his disability. And yeah. Wow. I think there should be a movie made on his life. Do you know that when they went in his little mobile trailer that he lived in, um, the Bed, bed posts were down into the floor. Like that's how much it was, I think, rotting out. Like what? he just did not care about anything material. I can't imagine how cold that was in yeah, New Hampshire. In New Hampshire. In the wintertime. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Does the idea of traveling alone sound fun or lonely to you? Hmm. This makes me think of a, a lot of people need a break from other humans. According to a new survey, <laughs> More than two in five Americans would consider a solo vacation instead of celebrating the holidays this season. I have an idea. Yeah? A 10-day luxury cruise. Well, what's the catch? We skip Christmas. We skip Christmas? Um, I, I don't know. People were super honest with this survey, saying that they'll need a break from work, their partner, even their kids... Once the holidays start. Wow. So they're willing to travel alone and skip Christmas. Couldn't just go get a coffee? <laughs> they gotta go on a vacation. Yeah, a little by, mini vacation instead, yeah. Okay. Does your dog love you? Are you sure? How can you know? There are some doggy experts that say these are the signs that means your dog really does love you. 
find out what they are next. So we're talking about doggies. How do you know that your dog loves you? I mean, we all think they do, right? We all assume they do because we're scratching behind their ears and providing them with uh, you know three square or how many square meals a day. But doggy experts say these are the ways that you can tell. Maybe I should give you two real ones and one I'll make up and see if you know which okay, one I made up. Okay, that'd be fun. Okay, two real ones, one I made up. Um, Your dog gives you presents. Your dog likes to sleep with you. Your dog will <clears throat> go in the house near where you like to sit. Which one of those three? Ew. Which one of those three says that your doggy loves you? Is it presents? Is it sleep with sleep right by your side? Or... So there's two fake ones and one, one real fake, one? two real. Two Which real. one was fake? The go, the last one. Goes goes potty near where you, you like your favorite chair or whatever? Yeah. That's Are disgusting. You sure? Are you sure? I'm going to hope it's true. That's <laughs> true. That was a fake one. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the, the real list. Your dog gives you presents. Uh, your dog likes to sleep next to you. Our one greyhound, Lucrezia, likes to sleep on me. Which is super fun at first <laughs> until like mm-hmm. she gets crazy hot or your leg falls asleep or something like that. Um, and then the last one, this this one's true. I see this with with Tracy and particularly our dog, Marco. Your dog follows you everywhere. Oh, yeah. If your dog oh, follows man. you everywhere, that's a pretty good sign that that's tough. You're their person. My and- husband would t- try to tell Alex the Wonder Mutt, like, I'll be right back. Just stay asleep. I'll be right back. I just have to use the bathroom and get a drink of water. And mm-hmm. she's like, what are you doing? I need to follow you. I need to be with you. Right. Marco will do <laughs> Stressful. that. If you go in the, uh, we have a half bathroom on the first floor. And if you use that bathroom, you come out, he will be sitting there waiting for you. <laughs> I don't know if he under, if he has a concept of what's going on in that room, but he thinks I need to wait here for them. Aww. I want to make sure they're okay. You know how it is when you have a house full of guests and people start to get a little stir crazy. Mm-hmm. I found the most fabulous idea of something you can do with everybody. A fun activity. See what you think of it. I'll tell you about it next. So, Kev, you know this about me better than anyone. I've always had this little secret fear of when I have people over, the children think I'm the boring house. Because <laughs> may may she rest in peace. My grandma, mm-hmm. uh, my dad's mom and dad, Charles and Hermine. Yes, that's her name. Uh, their house was very boring. <laughs> they had a couple old broken down toys And I would just dread, like, oh, we're going to grandma's house. (laughs) So I try to make it fun. So last year, um, what I did when I had some children come visit um, is I did that thing where that game where you have a a kit to decorate a gingerbread house and you have two teams of two each. And the person has to stand behind and be your hands. And they can't see. They're blindfolded and they decorate. It was so funny. It was awesome. I videotaped the whole thing. Well, I found a new one for this year. And what it is, stick with me for a minute. I think it's going to be really fun. Human hungry, hungry hippos. So what you have to do is you have to have push the chairs back, you know, move the table against the wall, push the chairs back. You have to have like a flooring that's semi-slick, you know, hardwood or or vinyl or something. Mm -hmm. And then um, people hold your legs and you have a little basket and their balls are all in the middle and they just keep 
pushing you in and you get as many balls again. So human, hungry, hungry hippos. Are you with me? Doesn't this sound hilarious? I'm, I'm the aunt who like, I'll buy all the kids whoopee cushions, that kind of stuff. So I'm all about making it fun. At the holidays. So. That does sound like a lot of fun. Human, hungry, hungry. Sounds like hippos. depending on the age of your guests, though, you may need to have some <laughs> ibuprofen on hand. <laughs> <laughs> so your idea of the live hungry, hungry hippos mm-hmm. where you hold somebody, Human, hungry hippos. So somebody lies on their tummy, mm-hmm. you hold their feet, and mm-hmm. you keep pushing them in and push out. Push them in on and a out, yeah, floor, and, they and they get, get the balls with a basket. What happened to my idea of doing the... Uh, uh, Bringing back the mannequin challenge. I I thought that was going to be a thing this year. Everybody freezes like you're frozen in time and then somebody walks around the room and videos it. I'm so sorry, but I I just feel like that sounds so boring. Like when I was a babysitter and I would try to get the kids to go, okay, we're going to play a game. Whoever gets to be, whoever can be the quietest gets a prize. I have an idea. I have an idea. You do the Hungry Hungry Hippo Challenge. Everybody mm-hmm. hurts their back. Then you do the Mannequin Challenge. Because <laughs> yeah, you can't okay, move. Okay, you can't move? Great. Yeah. Perfect. Time to do the Mannequin Challenge. You know what one of my favorite memories that shows up on social media is? Is when the year I bought that game for my all my nieces and nephews. There's a set of five of them that are the younger half. And we played that pie in the face game where you put the whipped cream on the little paddle and you never know if it's going to bop you in the face with, with whipped cream. That was so fun. Yeah. That's another good one. So you're full contact. Well, I just... You're like full contact activities. I just don't want to be the boring house. That's why when your kids were little, Kev, I got Dance Dance Revolution just oh, yeah. for them. And then yeah. we would set up the bad minute my one daughter net was, when they come over. My one daughter was convinced you and Glenn played Dance Dance Revolution every <laughs> night. <laughs> Do you consider yourself to be a spender or a saver? Spenders splurge for things that they really want, but savers won't shop until what they want goes on sale or becomes a necessity. I do both. 60% (laughs) say they're spenders and the rest say they're savers. Savers might have the upper hand when it comes to managing their money. Only about 30% of their total annual income is used on miscellaneous purchases, while spenders are using not that much more, 40% of their income. That's close to half Mm. on miscellaneous. Do you think um, people spend to save? In other words, like we were just joking the other day about you'll you'll buy the extra stuff to get free shipping. Why should I pay for shipping if I buy three more pairs of socks it pays for or whatever? The best example is my husband. His favorite low-salt organic suit goes on BOGO. Mm. And he got like a hundred cans. Yeah, yeah. You know what? You know what Tracy told me. We were at the grocery store yesterday, and there was some stuff. Buy one get one. And she only grabbed one. I said, "Why aren't you grabbing two? She goes, "Oh, they give you half price." Yeah, they do. I said, "I'm going to ask the cashier," and then I totally forgot because the, no, no, your wife is right, hundred percent. I, I was forgot just because my- this kid came up and said, "You want me to put your groceries up on the conveyor belt?" We were like, "Sure." And the kid like threw everything up on the conveyor belt. We're like, no, you can't throw eggs. Don't do that. <laughs> but we already said, okay. It wasn't like you're going to have that awkward thing. You're, you know what? On second thought, we got it. We're good. We're good. <laughs> so yeah, it was an awkward position. But I, I so you're sure. I'm positive, 100%. but not in Florida. When I go home to see my mom, go to the same grocery tr- store franchise so- and it's not. It's, okay, so you we have were, to go get two to get that. We were buying thick cut bacon, which was $10 a pack. Oh, and it was buy one, get one. So she was like, no, I'm just getting one. They rang that up for five bucks. Yes, they did. Check your receipt. I guarantee it. I would bet money on it. Mm-hmm. You sound like a commercial. I guarantee it. I, go sh- <laughs> I grocery shop all the time. My mind's blown because I'm always like, oh, I'm going to get two of these. Like always. You don't have to get two. 
If you work at a grocery store, will you call and verify Depends this? Depends on I'm, the grocery chain. I, I, but doubting, I know which one you're I'm doubting Thomas to. on this. Until I see the receipt with my own hands, I won't believe. <laughs> All right, so we're trying to get to the bottom of this. Is it true that when you get a buy one, get one deal, if you just buy one, they give it to you at, at, at half price? We, we need to settle this today. Give us a call. Hey, Joan, it's Kevin and Taylor, and we're talking about this uh I don't know if it's a secret. It was a secret to me that when you go to the grocery store and it's buy one, get one free, if you just get one, they give it to you at half price. Is that true? Absolutely. I used to coupon a lot and all your stores, not Walmart, Walmart's kind of stingy with their coupons and their pricing and all of that, but all of your other retail or big um, grocery stores, if it's BOGO, they'll give you one item half price. What? So, wow, my mind is blown. Yes. This is like a Christmas miracle. I'm not sure how to feel, Joan, that he doesn't believe me, but he believes you. Well, because she said she's an extreme couponer. Okay. And you're not. I try to be frugal. But I'm not, very the, careful. not to her level. Joan's good next. She's next level. Did you surprise your other half on your wedding day? Coming up, wait till you hear what this groom did. Hey, did you have any surprises for your other half on your wedding day? I know some people like will surprise their other half and sing a solo or something like that, or a love song. Wait till you hear what this groom did. He secretly spent months learning Korean. And then during the wedding reception, he gave a heartfelt speech about his bride, Sohee, entirely in Korean. Hmm. Everyone in Sohee's family, uh, he did it for them as a show of respect. And um, he says in Korean, I've been secretly taking Korean lessons so I can finally speak to you in Korean. Thank you all so much for being here today. Can you imagine? He Hmm. says in Korean that he was worried his wife's family wouldn't accept him, but he was wrong. He then goes on to promise her parents that he'll take care of Sohee forever. And his wife was so surprised, she started crying. She was just like, no way. How in the world did you learn Korean on the sly? That is sweet. Wow. So have you heard about this with Lyft? Um, This is pretty cool because I don't know about you, but sometimes getting to the airport is like the most stressful part of any journey. Oh, it yeah. can be traffic. It could be all kinds of things. Well, Lyft is trying to take that stress off your hands, and they are guaranteeing that you will be picked up within 10 minutes of your scheduled time, or they'll give you 100 bucks in Lyft credits. No way. And they're making this guarantee for not just them, but other ride services as well. But wait, how? that is amazing because traffic is traffic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that, and the fact that they're like, okay, if there's bad traffic, it's not anyone's fault but we're going to still give you the money well it's for pickup not delivery oh. so scheduling it far enough in advance to get there on time regardless that's of traffic, that's you. on you okay but they're saying their driver will be there they won't it won't leave you waiting and waiting and waiting the driver will be there on time or they'll pay up look for a similar offer from uber starting tomorrow <laughs>